Well, hey kids, this is the Preacher and the Piano Man, a fun podcast to help kids learn and pray the Bible with their parents. My name's Tyler. I'm the Preacher. Shh. Hey, wait, 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 Tyler. I'm trying to focus here. Huh? Wow. You're trying to focus. This is a new thing for you, Trevor. Um, what are you trying to focus on? I'm just about to bowl a perfect 300. And I need to put all my attention on this last throw. Well, I gotta tell you what, I've bowled a lot before. I've never gotten over 200, so I'm excited to see this, kid. It's not for the faint of heart, I will say that. I, my arm is getting very tired, but it is my 300th game that I've been playing in a row without stopping. And as soon as I finish this last throw, I'll bowl a perfect 300 amount of games. Oh, so wait, you, you didn't bowl 10 strikes in a row and you... You just, you've bowled 300. How long have you what? been at the bowling alley? Strikes? No, I've never even got out of the gutter before. Uh, uh, how long have you been there at that bowling alley? Uh, for like, I don't know, four. What day, what year is it? How we're, many, in the tw- we're in the new year. How many cheese sticks have you eaten from the bowling alley? Well, that's unrelated, Tyler. Do you know how much grease is in those pans underneath the cheese stick cooker in the bowling alley? I know it tastes pretty good. but That's true. But uh, hold on, give me just a second. All right, there we go. Crushed it. 300 games. Perfect. Great job, man. All right, it's time for the podcast. And on today's podcast, Tyler, you're going to tell us another story about Jesus' miracles. Yep. And I'm going to write a fun song. Yep. And then maybe, just maybe, I might just maybe ask some clarifying questions. Who knows? Then, kids, you're going to pray with your parents. Now, today, in Season 4, Episode 3, we are going to learn about one of my favorite things in the world. Food. Is that it? Hit the theme song. Put down those yummy goldfish. Because guess what? We granted your wish. You get to hear from your bucket list. It's the preacher and the piano man. Fun and now go hand in hand. And this time it will be grand. It's the preacher and the piano man. Okay, well our vocab word today, kids, is a magical one. It's the same one as the last two weeks. It's the word miracle. You should know it at this point because this week you played patty cake with your children's pastor and told him the definition. But I'll tell it to you again. A miracle is when God's extraordinary power is unleashed in our ordinary world. It's kind of like magic because a miracle defies nature. It defies what's normal. And kids, at this point, you should know Jesus did a lot of miracles. And did you know, kids, that he even did miracles with food? My favorite thing. Which leads me to my first question today, kids. What is a a weird food that you love. Well, I love eating peanut butter and banana sandwiches. I like it when they put sauerkraut on my hot dog. I like to eat ketchup with a spoon. (laughs) I like dog treats. And I like cat treats. And I like goldfish cereal with chocolate milk. And I like to go to Chick-fil-A and I get a kale crunch salad. What about you, Trevor? Oh, I like the uh, ants on a log. Oh, you mean like the celery stick with the peanut butter and the raisins and stuff? 
What? N- no. Oh, boy. Okay. Now, kids, I understand some of the things you said, but the kale crunch salad, Chick-fil-A, I didn't even know that was on the menu. I think that was a sin. And Trevor, I'm not even sure what you're eating when you say ants in a log. But Jesus' relationship with food, well, it's, it's just a little bit different. You see, Jesus was 100% human, so yeah, he needed food to nourish his body just like any of us. I mean, I'm sure Jesus even had a favorite food. But Jesus was also 100% God. So he's the master over all created things, including food. Did you know, kids, that once Jesus turned water into 180 gallons of wine at a wedding party? Did you know that another time he made a fig tree wither because it wasn't producing fruit? Did you know that he gave us a meal called the Passover? We call it communion now. To remember his sacrifice every Sunday? Did you know that he fed 4,000 people one time? And did you know that another time he told Peter to throw his nets on the other side of the boat and miraculously Peter caught 153 fish? That's a lot. And when Peter drug the fish in, Jesus made breakfast. Flame-grilled fish, little blackened salmon, a little smoked tuna, little salt and pepper catfish, little shrimp tempura, if you know what I mean. Now today, kids, I want to tell you a story about a time when Jesus took a little elementary kid's lunchbox, he only had five loaves of bread and two fish to eat, and he multiplied that little bit of food to feed over 5,000 people. Let me, let me pause you there for a second. Sure. You just said five loaves of bread and two fish is a little amount of food for a little elementary school person. That's what the Bible says. Who eats five loaves of bread? That's... Actually, a good point. Unless by bread, you mean Pop-Tarts. Oh, well, then that would make a lot of sense. And I'd be right there with the friend. Agreed. Anyways, back to the story. Now, I know some of you kids are learning your multiplication tables. So think about this. If there were 5,000 people and every person got, let's say, one loaf of bread and one fish, then Jesus would have had to multiply those five loaves a thousand times to get 5,000 breads. And he would have had to multiply those two fish 2,500 times to get 5,000 fish. My point, kids, is that's a lot of multiplication. Now, kids, I'm curious. If Jesus took your lunchbox today and he multiplied it like 5,000 times for everyone at your school, what would y'all be eating? Well, we would be eating 5,000 Lunchables. For me, it would be 5,000 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. As for me and my friends, we'd have 5,000 feet of fruit by the foot. And I would have 5,000 bags of Cool Ranch Doritos to distribute. <laughs> I'd have 5,000 chilled cherry cherry berry mondo juice boxes. Ask your parents. 5,000 boxes of Dunkaroos. Ask your parents. I would have... 5,000 Ziploc bags of ocean-scented, moist, moist, tender, tender, sweet, sweet, imitation crab. (laughs) And we would have that too at my school. And we would have that too at my school. As the kids are saying today, ditto. All right, all right, now everybody simmer down. My name is Asher, and I have something to share. Last night, my entire family sat me down and we had this thing called, bunny ear air quotes, 
an intervention. And they told me that I have a, bunny ear air quotes, unhealthy relationship with imitation crab. So, kids, my fellow kids, I think we should rethink how much crab we are consuming on a daily basis. Well, Asher, that's true. I feel convicted. For me, it started with just a bite of crab before bed, but then one bite turned to two bites, and now I eat five pounds of crab every night before bed. Yeah, me too, honestly. I convinced my mom that I was trying out for the basketball team and she dropped me off at the local elementary school. But in my backpack, instead of having sweatpants and gym shorts, I would have just full to the brim sweet imitation crab and I would eat it for two hours. Wow, this really touches me at a deep level because during recess at school while the rest of the kids are playing kickball, I sneak behind the swing and I... I pop a few cubes of imitation crab. Last summer, I was sent home from church camp because my pastor found a Ziploc bag of imitation crab in my pocket. And immediately I told him that this isn't for me. This is this is for my, my baby cousin. I was going to give it to him after camp. But I don't even have a baby cousin. So, you see, kids, this is Asher again. And I think we all have a problem. So together, let's vow today to make a decision that will change us all for the rest of our lives. On the count of three, I want everyone to say, I promise I'll never eat crab again. Are you ready? Be brave, children. One, two, three. <coughs> okay. Um, this is a participation exercise, kids, and... I do realize that I didn't even participate. This is Asher again, so on the count of three, let's all participate and promise that we will never eat imitation crab again. Be courageous. One, two, three. Okay, kids. Well, why don't we just, we'll give you till next week to think this one through, okay? Oh, yeah, for, for sure. Like, next week would be great. You know, I was I was going to start tomorrow, to be yeah, honest. I, I just wanted to pray over it first, you yeah, know? Yeah, me, me too. I just, I needed to get my mom to sign the, perm, the permission slip first, so. All right, great. Well, um, speaking of multiplication, Trevor, do you remember from episode one the, oh, the miraculous micromolecular magnetic machine of teleportation? <gasps> uh, yeah, wow. You, you remember that? No, my mind's a little fuzzy on it, to be honest. Okay, because it, it, again, it sounded like you remember, okay, anyways, um, so, yeah, this was the, the machine that we found in the church closet where the pack of wild puppies live, and Scary Gary, if you remember, kids, Scary Gary stole it, and he teleported us to Dunkin' Donuts. Now, check this out. I just noticed today that there are other settings on the miraculous micro-molecular magnetic machine of teleportation. If you just turn this little knob here, you can change it from teleportation to celebration or decaffeination or inflation or annihilation or emancipation proclamation or crab imitation. Or if you just turn it one more time here, uh, you can turn it to multiplication, the multiplication setting. 
And the instruction manual here says, if you push this button when it's on the multiplication setting, then it'll basically clone you every time you push the button. And so Trevor, do you, oh, Trevor. Oh, wait, sorry, were you talking to me? I, I was too busy pressing this button twice. Trevor, I think you need to look to your left and to your right because oh, there are multiple Trevors. Trevors! They let anyone in here. <laughs> Look at that tall glass of water over there. Oh, stop it, Trevor. Oh, you stop it, Trevor. Are you guys... Wait, Trevors. Are you guys thinking what I'm thinking? Game show! That's right. I'm thinking we play a game called Which Trevor is the Most Trevory? And Trevor contestant number two and Trevor contestant number three. I'm going to have you guys play against each other. I'm contestant number one, obviously. Um, and we're going to see which Trevor is the most Trevory. Does that sound good, Trevors? Yeah. Yeah, that obviously sounds good. That's exactly what I was thinking. Perfect. Let's try this. Trevor number two. Finish this sentence for me. I think dogs should vote. Yes, that's exactly right, Trevor. That's a point for you. All right, contestant number three. Your biggest fear is... Thinking of fears? Right on. Yes, exactly. All right, perfect. Back to you, contestant number two. Answer it as if a Trevor would answer this. One of my biggest obstacles in my life is... Uh, having to turn sideways when I walk through doors because of how broad my shoulders are? Yes, that's exactly right. That's another point for you. All right, back to you, contestant number three. Your final question to see if you tie it up. One thing I'll never understand is how I'm always taller and more handsome every time my grandma sees me. Exactly. Boom. On the nose. Word for word what I was thinking. Good job, Trevor. All right. Together, you can answer this at the same time. Let's see how you do. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is watching, watching a 12-hour marathon of the Lord of the Rings Extended Edition. Yes, we did it. Trevor's, we're geniuses. High fives. Lots of high fives. Tons of high fives. All right, well, Trevors, this has been fun, but we've got to continue with the podcast. So I see here, if I turn the knob right here from multiplication, I can turn it to individualization and it'll take you back to one Trevor. So I'm going to go ahead and push the button now and see what happens. All right. Okay. Trevor, it's nice to, it's nice to have you back. Wait a minute. You don't look like the original Trevor. You look like Trevor number three to me. Which Trevor are you? Huh. I've never thought of it that way. I don't know. I could be number three. All right. Well, anyways. Uh, I could not. <laughs> I'm winking right now. If you can't tell, kids. Anyways, back to Jesus. Um, so his multiplication was way more useful than three Trevors. He fed over 5,000 people that day. Now, kids, I want you to know that there are two reasons that Jesus did miracles, any miracles. The first reason is to show everyone what the kingdom of God is like. In God's kingdom, nobody goes hungry. So this miracle of Jesus reminds us that if we are bringing God's kingdom to earth today, we should be feeding our hungry neighbors in the name of Jesus. It also shows us that in God's kingdom, everyone is provided with more than enough. The Bible says that everyone ate that day until they were full. And after Jesus finished feeding everyone, there were even leftovers. So we should make sure that when we show others the love of God, we give more love than they ever need. Now, the second reason Jesus did miracles is to show us who he is, God. 
God in a bod, like he is the king of the universe. John chapter six, verse 14 and 15 says that when the people saw him doing this miraculous sign, they recognized that he was special. They exclaimed, surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. And when Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king. And well, 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 we'll cut you off right there, Mr. Tyler, because speaking of making someone king, we would like to remind all the kids and the parents out there that it's 2024. That's right, which means it's in an election year. Yeah, and this year we will all be casting our vote for who will be president. Yep, president of the podcast. And to help you decide, we have decided to take over this podcast for just a moment and hold our first ever president of the podcast debate between our two candidates. Candidates... We were asking Trevor to host this esteemed debate. And to start, would you please introduce yourselves? Well, hello, everyone. It is my greatest honor to be up for election this year and represent you, the people. My name is Scarlett. Yeah, and hi, everybody. My name's Ronan the Raptor. <laughs> what am I doing here again? <laughs> All right, let's get this started. Scarlet and Ronan the Raptor, thank you guys so much for being here. Well, I'm, I have to remind you, keep your arms, feet, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. No punching. Keep this a clean fight, okay? What? That's not fair. I always kick. Oh, Ronan, that's so funny and so you. All right, question number one, my friends. You know, in this today's political climate with all the, you know, the economy and the numbers, you know, they go big and then go small and the gas prices and all that. What do you like, what do you want to like do when you're president? Well, thank you, Mr. Moderator, for that thoughtful question. What I would do is have a student suggestion box, which would ensure that every student's voice is heard. Well, that's, that's not a very cool idea. I would do ice cream Fridays, and we would be allowed to have ice cream on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays for ice cream Fridays. Woo! Road in the rafter! You know, as a host here, I need to be very impartial, but I'm very much leaning on one of those answers more than the other. Let's keep moving on. Let's see if that changes through the night. Uh, question number two. You know, so, uh, you know, the, the, there's all the, the, the heating outside. Sometimes it's warmer. The summers are longer and then shorter. And, you know, the, it's cold and stuff. Um, what's like another thing that you guys would do if you're president? Well, thank you, Mr. Moderator, for such... A thoughtful question. If I was president, I would create outdoor learning spaces so we can enjoy nature while we learn. And I would also create tech-free zones in order to promote face-to-face -face interaction and reduce screen time among students. <laughs> I would have everybody bring their pets to school. Bring your lizard, bring your snake, bring your dog, bring your polar bear, bring your velociraptor. All right, last question here. I think I've heard everything I need to hear, but, you know, just for the audience out there. You know, every day we're, as Americans, we are, you know, just caught up in decision after decision. What are we going to wear to school? You know, what what are we going to eat at school? You know, who are our friends, you know, going to sit by on the bus, you know, all that stuff. What's like uh, other things that you would change besides your clothes? Well, thank you, Mr. Moderator, for another very thoughtful question. I would 
like to start an anti-bullying campaign in order to create a safer and more inclusive school environment. And I would also like for there to be career exploration days so that we can collaborate with teachers and help students begin to make their future a reality. Thank you, America. Signing off, this is Scarlett. Yeah, this is Ronan the Raptor, and you know what I would do? I would do Fort Building Fridays. Everybody can bring their pillows and blankets to school, and we can just build forts and classrooms. And I would do Bubble Wrap Mondays. Bring your bubble wrap and pop, 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 Woo, Ronan the Raptor, ha! All right, that concludes the debate. Let's go ahead and vote right now while we're all thinking about it. If you think that Scarlett should be the president, why don't you give by noise... Some applause. I'll wait till that guy's stop. He's trying to hit a fly with a fly swatter. Got it. All right. And if you think that Ronan the Raptor should be president, make some noise. Okay, well, I that Scarlett might be a bit more of a responsible president, but I didn't get a vote. So, um, kids, I think you're missing a point about what a good king is. I want you to notice what Jesus did here in the story. He provided the people with what they needed, sure, enough food to eat. But then the Bible says that when they tried to force him to be king right then and there on the spot, he, quote, slipped away into the hills by himself. And that's because Jesus knew that he was not going to be crowned king for feeding the people. He was going to be crowned king for dying for the people. Jesus met their physical needs, sure. But more important than that, he knew that he would have to die on the cross to meet their spiritual needs as well. That's what makes a truly good king. He doesn't just give the people what they want. He gives the people what they need, and he's willing to lay his life down for them. Jesus is our provider, kids. He provides us with our daily bread. He provides us with opportunities to love and serve each other. He provides us with our family and friends. And most importantly, he provides us with eternal life. So kids, what do you need from God today? Take it to Jesus. He's a good king. Now on that note, Trev, you think you got an awesome song for us today? Yep. Okay, 30 seconds. Let me review with the kids. Kids, your vocab word is miracle. A miracle is when God's extraordinary power is unleashed in our ordinary world. Your memory verse today is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Jesus said, seek the kingdom of God above all else, live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Your prayer assignment today, kids, is simple. I want you to ask Jesus, your king, to provide you with what you need. What do you need from him today? Is it help? Is it provision? Is it love? Is it a friend? Maybe it's forgiveness. Whatever it is, you and your parents go, and I want you to share with Jesus what you need and ask him to provide. Now, last thing, kids, it's our special segment that we've added for our super bossy friend, the squirrel says. So let's hand it over to the squirrel and see what his assignment is for you this week. Well, hey, my little friendy friend friends and my, my preacher, preachy preacher friend, I don't like you calling me bossy preacher, man, because you, you better watch out. I, I know where all the acorns are buried, if you know what I mean. Now, kids, I want you to go up to your youth pastor this week, and I want you to say your Bible verse. But this time, I want you to say it in one of the voices of the characters from the podcast. You can be the hamster. 
You can be Scary Gary, Queen Sparkle, Shimmer, Puffy Poo, or even better, you can be the squirrel. This is the squirrel. Goodbye, my little friends. I remember on the days where I'm hungry. You know the ones when you can hear your tummy. I was there with no food to lend. With 5,000 of my closest friends. You said a kid with his fish and his wheat. The only one with the foresight to eat. It'd be awkward if I asked him for food. So over in the corner, I just sat there to brood. Out of the blue, in the corner of my eye, I saw a dude that's no ordinary guy. He asked the kid if he could lend his fish. Then he did something everybody wished. One fish, two fish, three fish, four. All of a sudden, there's a thousand more. Now these fish, they're very yummy. But I need a carb to satisfy this tummy. Three bread, four bread, five bread, six. Look under your seat, you get a bread stick. For the very first time, this can be said. That's the first case of Wonder Bread. One fish, two fish, three fish, four All of a sudden there's a thousand more Three bread, four bread, five bread, six Look under your seat, you get a breadstick One fish, two fish, three fish, four All of a sudden there's a thousand more Three bread, four bread, five bread, six Look under your seat, you get a breadstick <laughs> 